This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It's the Adam Gold Show. I am Adam Gold. V to the Victoria, producing the program. My guess is that Brian Geisinger has requested his own bump music, and I I know him to be a pretty big uh, Outcast fan, so why not? So let's get to Brian Geisinger from Pack Pride, Devil's Den, and probably four other things that I don't know off the top of my head. And he joins us on the Adam Gold Show to talk about Triangle Hoops. What's up, man? I'm doing well. How about you? And yes, I, I come in with a, a lengthy list of demands uh, as far as <laughs> you're right. Bump music, uh, beverage choice, um, and obviously, you know, uh, a contributor paycheck with a lot of zeros at the end of it. So, uh, <laughs> oh, all man. Of those things are included, right? Oh, oh yes, I've 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 che- checked all the boxes on the yeah, rider. Perfect. Uh, cool. <laughs> on the tour rider for Brian Geisinger. All right, I want to start with the Wolfpack. So uh, we we set this up as pack pride. So let's do it. Um, look, I know Virginia Tech isn't the team we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. I still think it's there, but I don't care. I was super impressed with the way they came back after the win, the emotional win, and the thorough beating they put on Duke on was a Tuesday night to come back Saturday night on the road and be impressive. They weren't the same, obviously, but they were impressive and their defense was good. I mean, am, am I getting out too far ahead of what I think this NC State team can be? Not yet. I don't think so. And yeah, just just real quickly on Virginia Tech, I mean, they've lost four straight games, but three of those were without Hunter Couture. Okay. who's a really, really important oh, yeah. player for them. And, you know, I mean – as good as Sean Padula has been this season, he's probably been like a top seven or eight player in the league um, without Hunter Couture and his ability to sort of like run around screens and, and shoot threes that offense is missing, you know, probably it's second or third most important piece. So that that's tough, but that doesn't take away anything from the win, the two wins that state had last week um, to beat a fully healthy Duke team with Derek Whitehead starting to play pretty well and to just wax them. Um, you know, in Raleigh, thoroughly dominate them, and then to go on the road and get a huge road win, you know, to pick up two victories last week that yeah. are probably going to look good on the NCAA tournament resume. Um, and right now, like, don't look up, but NC State's top 50 nationally in defensive efficiency. You know the offense is, is going to be there. Yeah. And so right now you're looking at a team that's probably one of the top 25 or 30 best teams in the country and to get those two wins too without Jack Clark and when you know obviously Dusan Morchich is still out too yeah. it is huge and for a team that wasn't sure what it had coming in off the bench it, you know as recently as a couple of weeks ago it's massive i mean can you imagine gold even if i had told you 2 3 weeks ago that Greg Gant was going to play 67 <laughs> minutes combined over in Frenzy State in wins over Duke and Virginia Tech, which, you know, I don't think you would have believed that. Forgot he was uh, as there. As a coach. It, it, like, literally, he, he's played, within the last two games for State, he played probably, I think, close to 50% of the total minutes he's ever played in an NC State uniform. And they were at last week's games, both wins. And, um, I mean, Gantz, you know, he's he's a bit of a liability on offense, but he's doing so much hustle play stuff for them with offensive rebounds, steals, deflections, 
uh, switching around, guarding a bunch of different positions and, and kind of filling in for Clark, at least on the defensive side of the floor. You know, it's funny going back to the Duke game. I would have, if you had given me an over under after having watched it, if you had given me an over under on how many minutes DJ Burns played and said 25, I would have taken the over and he only played 16. Mm-hmm. That's how good those 16 minutes were. It felt like he was on the court forever. He was so good. Um, now, he wasn't great. He didn't have to be great at Virginia Tech, but uh, he has been so. He is a very, very. He's an old school scorer from inside. Yeah, and he can really like help facilitate and pass. Yep. Um, and you can run offense through him. He had a big stretch in the second half against Virginia Tech kind of after the Hokies made their initial surge where I think it was like after the second media timeout and he's, he scored on, if it wasn't three straight possessions, it was, you know, three out of four or some three out of five, something like that, all post up isolations. And right. yeah, you know, DJ, I do like when he's able to get deeper post position before the initial catch, but he's shown the ability to catch from 19, 20 feet out and sort of just spin and uh, you know, back down and, you know, kind of just get to these weird little angles and throwing these little, you know, kind of funky flip shots. And if you send a double team, like he's going to kick out for a shooter or he's going to find the cutter for a layup. And it is nice for them to have, they can, they, you know, obviously with Jarkel and with Terquavion, you've got the two pick and roll guys that you can, <laughs> that you can run offense through and you can kick out to Casey Morsell. And like, that's the base for the offense here for, for NC State, right? And when one of those guys has it going, you can really sort of like dial up their usage. Well, teams can also start to key in on that a little bit. And then Burns gives you, it's like a pitcher having a, a you know, more than just one pitch. Like you've got an off speed pitch with Burns too, where you can throw it into him in the post and all of a sudden, you've got to defend NC State differently. It's not all high spread pick and roll, right? The, right. the, the geometry of the court is different when, when you're playing through Burns in the post. And I do think it's interesting for both the wins last week. Um, after starting the first couple of games with Mohorchich out, Burns came, went back to coming off the bench. They started E.B. Dewana mm-hmm. um, to give them some defense and some screens and some dives. And I think, you know, Dewana, again, he's limited offensively, but. He gives you some some rim protection. And he plays really hard, um, and he's playing as just doing his job that NC State's asking him. And then Burns can now give you some offense off the bench, you know, which I think is um, yeah. probably a role that's probably a little bit better for him. You can maybe manage his minutes a little bit better that way. Mm-hmm. But um, I do think because you know, I'm not sure when you know guys like Clark and Mahorchik are going to be back. You know, they're going to need some more. 25, 20, 25 minute plus games out of Burns at some point because as as much fun as the two wins were last week for NC State, it does feel like with some of their limitations offensively, like they're playing some of these lineups offensively where you're like, you know, the defense doesn't have to guard two of these guys out here, mm-hmm. you know, and you really saw Virginia Tech with Justin Mutz play way off of Greg Gant or way off of Ernest Ross. Um, and so you're going to need to be able to bring in a guy like Burns to give you another sort of like focal point offensively um and again dj's played his role i i think almost to perfection this season and i you know i'm sure maybe you've seen some of the stuff they've put out on on social media like around this team and i know winning helps all of this stuff but the vibes seem really good yep. around state and i think a guy like burns um has helped that like i think you know kevin keats and his staff give them a lot of credit 
but they brought in guys that, that clearly do seem to really like playing with one another. And it, it's hard not to crack a smile when you see the video of DJ Burns in the Virginia Tech locker room after the game with the sunglasses on. <laughs> like it, it's so good. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. The vibes are good, and it's nice for them to have a week off to get ready for um, you know, what's going to be a really, really tough matchup see, with Miami. I'm the opposite. I think pl- Keep playing. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to yeah. keep the role the 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 role going. Uh, I also think that year two of Casey Morsell is light years better than year one, and oh, yeah. that is the <laughs> perfect complimentary player. Plus, he can defend. He's got a pretty. He's got I think an underrated big body, even though yeah. he's he's not you know huge. But uh, I love I love what he adds to the team. Let me get to Carolina. We'll get to the Duke part of this uh, before we have to say goodbye. Uh, Tar Heels, I thought that was uh, exactly what it was supposed to be against Notre Dame. Notre Dame does not appear to me to be very good at all, which is kind of disappointing because this is like another year where the Irish really aren't very good. Uh, And, you know, I don't know, what was it, five, six years ago uh, when Pat Connaughton was there, whoever, uh, however long ago that was, that was a good, a really excellent run for Notre Dame. They have not been good. But North Carolina did what they had to do without Pete Nance. Bench looked good. Probably Puff Johnson's best game of the year. Definitely. Yeah, definitely Puff's best game, um, without a doubt. And, and, you know, they need him without Pete Nance, right? You know, Nance was injured within the first minute or two against Wake Forest. He doesn't play against Notre Dame. And you've seen uh, UNC kind of lean into, I, I wouldn't say these are necessarily like, you know, small ball lineups, but to an extent they're playing more three guards with Seth Trimble, Caleb Love, and R.J. Davis on the floor together, and, and Leaky Black sort of as like the de facto uh, four-man. You put all of that that slashing, that shooting, that playmaking around Armando Baycott, who's mm-hmm. having – I mean, Baycott's been incredible this season since he kind of came back from uh, the injury early on. You put all that around him, and it's really, really tough to defend. Uh, I, I was at the – I was at the – in Chapel Hill for the UNC weight game last week, and – um and, I mean, R.J. Davis, the shot making from him was incredible in that game. And but ultimately, when UNC needed offense, they could just, you know, slice screen, cross screen, Baycott down to the low block and just play through him. Right. And if you send a double team, he's going to make the pass. And if it's a single coverage, like he's just he's just going to score or he'll, if he doesn't make the shot, he'll get, you know, he'll get the offensive rebound or he'll draw a foul or whatever. So I don't know. This is I think. I mean, obviously, I expected Pete Nance to be a huge part of the picture for UNC, and and um, if if he comes back healthy, I'm sure he will be. But you know, this is starting to kind of the the, the U, this UNC team with the offense playing this well. I think sort of that's more or less what we were expecting to see at the start of this season. Um, and, and I think Puff Johnson was a part of that. But having a guy like uh, Seth Trimble come in, and I know he wasn't maybe great against Notre Dame, but very good against Wake Forest, and you have a guy who can really pressure the rim, yeah. can finish, knows how to play without the basketball. Like he's a nice fit next to Davis and Love, who obviously want the ball a lot. And if you're playing through Baycott in the post, then, it, you know, Leakey's going to have it some too. So you need a guy that's sort of comfortable playing in space and playing without the ball. And yeah. <laughs> I think those lineups with Love, RJ, and, and Trimble, especially against Wake, it was huge those games. But they've played, I think, 30-plus minutes combined the last two games, and they've won those minutes, which is uh, is huge for them. Uh, you know, down Nance right now. All right, let's get to the Blue Devils. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of worried. If Jeremy Roach never gets back to full health, 
I don't know how they score. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look box at that. Set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, well, I the one thing I will say is some big free throws late in the game for Kyle Filipowski. Nice yep. to see him knock those down. Drake Whitehead continues to play better. Yep, he was and very that's good. The huge, that's the, and, and that's been the case for a few weeks now. I thought Tariq played pretty well against NC State. He just kind of got lost in the shuffle because Duke just got, you know, the, the, the doors blown off yep. on against State. But that's big for them because Whitehead is their – he's their most talented player. I mean, he's the, the guy that has top five pick, top eight pick potential. Right. And for he, so he's the upside play. So I do think all season long – and I don't know if they'll, they'll get there, but I do think, like, one, this Duke team – like. They're decent. They're maybe not, uh, you know, an exceptional, you know, Duke team by that program standards. But I think this is a team that is still a top, you know, four or five team in the ACC. Is still maybe a top, you know, thirty team nationally or whatever. They have two top twenty wins this season. This is a roster with a bunch of NBA players on it still, but they lack dynamic shot creation and playmaking yes. on the, in the backcourt and on the wings. And so Whitehead can help there. Um, but that's where the loss of Roach could be a big hit. And that's why they probably need more from, from Tyrese Proctor. Like there are times when they put Jalen Blakes in and all of a sudden you're like, wow, Duke has some actual like zest and, and, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, burst coming in from the, from the backcourt. And it's like, it's great that Jalen Blakes has played well in minutes and been able to provide that stuff. But ultimately, you know, you don't want to have to rely on him for that. And, um, you know, I don't know. I feel bad for Roach because, you know, this was supposed to kind of be his team, his year. He's the captain. He's coming back from the Final Four run. And, uh, you know, dealing with a toe injury like this midseason, like, you know, I don't even know how you play through that because it does feel like every game since he scuffed it up, like he's – there's some point during the games, even when he's healthy enough to play, where you do see him, like it's bothering him. And I think he is – not like Roach is like, you know – an elite athlete at the guard position, but he does give them a little bit of north-south burst, a guy yep. that can attack switches, that can get downhill. He can't always finish just because of the size limitations, but um, but not having that is huge for them. So I'm not, I'm, I'm certainly not like not out on Duke yet, especially because I'm a little encouraged to see Tariq Whitehead playing like this. Mm-hmm. And I, I know Tyrese Proctor has had a tough season at times this year. And I think he's had some bad luck in terms of shooting the ball because I watched him play for Australia in FIBA, FIBA competition this past right. summer. And that was, that was like, that was pretty good competition. He's playing with grown men in that he was maybe the youngest guy in the tournament or one of the youngest guys in the tournament. And he, he played well, like he helped create offense for that, that Australian team. So I think there's a, there's a guy there that can really help this roster. Um, and I think we've seen it in spurts. It's just, they're going to need it. I think on a, on a guy that can kind of control the tempo of a game for 30 plus minutes, because you just right now, aren't sure what you're going to have with uh with uh with Jay Roach. Yeah, look, I think if Jeremy Roach can't 
get back to full health. I'm not sure Duke's best point guard isn't John Shire. <laughs> I mean, he was really good. I mean, maybe He's Jay tremendous. Lucas too. Pretty good. Jay Lucas yeah. was a pretty good college player um, as well. And look, maybe they can – look, obviously they can play through the post with Ryan Young. You, you can do that, and they've had to probably lean on that, I think, more than they wanted to this season. Um, I think, I think, you know, Shire was envisioning two types of offense, depending on the center, you know, who was in the game, if it's Ryan young, well, then you can kind of play through the post. You can do some high, low action, that type of stuff. And then when, if, if Derek Lively's the center, you're it's spread, pick and roll. Yeah. Right. And, and you're using him as a pressure point on the rim. And I, you know, that qu- hasn't quite worked out the, I think there was some hope that, and I think there will be for him beyond Duke that Derek Lively becomes a guy that can, you know, maybe, you know, maybe shoot threes, pick and pop a little bit. He's what, I think, 0-4 uh, shooting from deep this season. Um, and really, it was only the first Boston College game. That's the one time this year where he's been like, like for an entire game, been like a serious pressure point on the rim in terms of the the screen and dive and, and, uh, and lob game. So I think more on-ball reps for Drake Whitehead would, will, is sort of like the play for uh, – for Duke here, you, I think you know what you're going to get with Filipowski, but they probably had to lean on him a little too much <laughs> for creation. Right. And he's really talented. Like he's he's been yeah. one of the best players in the in the ACC, if not the entire country, this season. I think his sort of like even even as some of his efficiency numbers have slipped a little bit the last three four weeks, I think he has probably established himself as a better prospect for the NBA than we were even sort of envisioning it as recently as like three four months ago. Yeah, they. Uh... My takeaway from this conversation is that Duke is slow, and they are That's right a, now. They are man. right now. They're they slow, and they need somebody to give them some burst. Or John Shire is going to have to call a play out every single time down the floor, which I wouldn't be completely opposed to because I think John can do that, and I think their offense has enough players. Brian Geisinger at B Geis underscore Bird Pack at Pack Pride Devils Den. Uh, and uh, you just hit him up on Twitter. He'll he'll talk to you. He covers UNC Asheville too. I saw that thread. Right. I saw that That's thread right. from over the weekend. You're amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brian Guy. Hey, South. You're, yep. you're the man. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, you guys be good, okay? Take care. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists. Talented surgeons. Highly skilled specialists. All of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.